Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. To just start with that? Just start with that. that. Are you looking for a podcast about chasing the Great White Buffalo? Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good evening, folks. Is it weird to hear my voice first? Usually Robert's the icebreaker, but unfortunately my dear co-host could not make this week's recording due to some unforeseen circumstances. However, fear not, as Robert's temporary absence has finally given me an excuse to pull my better half into the recording booth. Good evening, Richard. Good evening, Kelsey. Hello. Hi. It's so nice to have you here. <laughs> it's a first, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for doing this with me. No problem. So how's quarantine going? Different. Yeah. Very, very different. Everything is upside down. That's true. <laughs> I mean, not physically. Then, then our house would be wrecked. Well, I mean. It is what it is. Um, yeah, so we've been quarantined together for... Since March 23rd yeah. was the last day in office, Yeah, I think. a long time ago. So we're yeah. coming up on like five or six months now. Yeah, a I really mean, long time working from home. It's nothing new for us to spend a lot of time together. It's just nice to have you here. I think <laughs> it's giving me a little bit more sanity in my day. I think what has taken its sanity is the cats. They oh don't understand. God. They're so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect the cats to lose their mind, but they have. Yeah, they want us out. Like, I, I've worked from home for three or four years now, so it's not unusual for them to just know that I'm going to be here. But since you've been home, they're just like, why is he here all the time? Why are there two of you? Anytime I walk out and they see me, they're like, this is not right. This is (laughs) no, no, this isn't okay. And you would think after like one month, two months, three months, four months, okay, we're on five months now. (laughs) Eventually you would understand, but these cats still will act a fool. They really do. (laughs) And I don't know how it's going to be. If and when you go back to the office, I don't know if they're going to adjust back to that. They're not. You know they're not. <laughs> it's just going to be more yelling. I well, don't know. One of the problems is the whole morning routine is off because I used to leave out of the house by like 7 o'clock early, early, early in the morning before yeah. you would even wake up. And now it's kind of tipsy-turvy because I stop the job at 9 o'clock a.m. and I get yeah. up at like 8.50 because why not? And you get up early in the morning, like at what, 7.45, 7.40? And so the cats see you first. And so you get to see the cats freaking out because they don't understand what's going on. And I don't have to deal with that. (laughs) But it's still, I'm sure you see how crazy they are in the morning. Yeah, actually, I think there's a cat trying to get into the recording studio right now. I'm hearing like cat noises. (laughs) All right. Well, so to cope with quarantine, um, we've been playing a lot of video games. We've been watching a lot lot of movies and a lot of TV (laughs) Uh, lately, we're both getting into. You're gonna have to remind me the name of it. It's it's called Swatter, <laughs> but Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yes, Star Wars: The Old Republic. It's a Star Wars MMO. Yeah, I've never. Okay, so I I do 
We've talked about it on the podcast before. I like a video game that you can get mileage out of. So I'm not into like the 15 hour action video games where you pay $60, (laughs) play through it once, and then you're done. Right. I like a game where you can, it has meat on its bones. You can go play it for like 30 hours in a week and still play it for several weeks at a time. For sure. So that's why I'm super into Overwatch all the time. I've got like 700 hours on that. You've got 700 hours on Rocket League. Minimum. I think it's well over 900 at this point. That's nuts to me, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so I like a game that you can just kind of run into the ground. And so I've never actually played an MMO, as weird as that is. Didn't you used to play MUDs? Yes. So I played a MUD for a very long time, which... It's a multi-user dungeon. It's a text-based MMO, pretty much. Yeah. Um, probably thousands of hours on that in middle and high school. But um, as far as, like, a, a pay-to-play game, yeah. <laughs> like, such as World of Warcraft or EverQuest, I played the, the free version of EverQuest on, um, you know, PlayStation back when it came out. Champions of Norath and Return to Arms, those were my two go-tos for the PlayStation. But, um, yeah, so an MMO, a pay-to-play model, has not always been my thing. I'm going to pop up in this drink before I forget I have it. Yeah, crispy. A pay-to-play model has not always been my go-to form of game because I don't want to have to pay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cheap. I don't know. And you told me that this game was free-to-play to to start, so we were like, okay, let's just get into it. I'll see if I like it. I did not expect to like this game, to be real. (laughs) It's definitely the most different MMO probably out there. There's very few MMOs that have as much creativity and expression that Star Wars has. Yeah. You know, it definitely takes a lot of elements back from Star Wars Galaxies, and that's probably one of the most groundbreaking MMOs back in the day. You know, it took a lot from not just simple leveling. It took a different kind of strategy on how do I want to play this game and there's millions of ways to play did you want to be a crafter did you want to be a mayor because you could be that the mayor you could be a mayor in Star Wars Galaxies like the mayor of a planet well the mayor of a city in a planet yeah for sure cool you could be a guild leader if you want to do that if you want to just be a space pilot that's fine and all these different things could grow out of it and that was the freedom of Star Wars Galaxies you literally could be whatever you wanted to be in Star Wars Galaxies and that's why I love Star Wars Galaxy so much. It wasn't like, wow, we're, you're one of five different classes. You're a warlock or you're a warrior. Yeah, that's fun and all. It, that wasn't Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. And so Swatter, as it's now known, um, took a lot from Star Wars Galaxies. It definitely trimmed it down because it's hard to imagine MMOs nowadays because of what happened with World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. You think of pre-World of Warcraft, you have Ultima Online, Star Wars Galaxies, and there's few here and there that were big, but you know, World of Warcraft turned everything upside down. It basically made an RPG in massively multiplayer online experience, and that was what the difference was. Before, yes, an MMORPG existed, but it wasn't the way you and I think of MMORPGs nowadays, yeah. or RPGs nowadays. So was WoW like the actual like pioneer of this? This was the model that kind of MMOs are based off of today? Yeah, everybody essentially wants to create the next new WoW, because um, you have to think of it, WoW is probably, you know, you think in terms of net profit and growth and revenue... It's by far the most profitable and probably the highest revenue game of all time. Yeah. A lot of that comes down to it was revolutionary for its time and how they want to go about that. And there's a cat trying to attack a, <laughs> um, a closet over there. She's a horrible mind. Um, but 
Yeah, so everybody wants to take a lot from WoW nowadays, which really stinks because, you know, it, it really definitely killed um, Star Wars Galaxies. You know, when, if you think back to about 2004, 2005-ish, this is around the uh, Episode 3 coming out. Yeah. Um, and Disney was well had purchased Star Wars and all that by that by point. By that point they had? Yeah. What? And so that was one of the biggest issues because, you know, a lot of us growing up playing video games, they we know of one major company that that made a lot of games, and it spanned you know a lot of different genres, not just RPGs, but they did point and clicks and action adventure, um, and that was Lucas Arts, oh, right? Yeah, okay. They you, did um, uh, what Spirit of Monkey Island? Is that the absolutely yeah. yes? Yeah, they did a lot. They did a lot of point and click games, and they were really innovative back in the day they really were the pioneers of a lot of computer gaming mm -hmm. but you know once disney took over they really wanted to shut down lucas arts because they really wanted full control and aspect over star wars um and unfortunately that's what killed star wars galaxies oh. um you know really what they wanted to do is they wanted when WoW came out, and that was well after Star Wars Galaxies came out, but as Episode Three came out, um, WoW would art was already going, and it was knocking the pants off of every MMO out there. And unlike, you know, other companies, you know, like D Disney, they want to make money, right? Yeah, absolutely. The mouse is fat. Feed the mouse. <laughs> and that's all they want to do. And I don't blame them, but you know, they they aren't comfortable with being in second. They yeah. aren't comfortable being third or whatever the case was for Star Wars Galaxies. They knew that they needed to do something different if Star Wars Galaxies was going to challenge WoW. Yeah. So they thought the best idea was make an action MMO. Right. No. 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 <laughs> Don't do that, folks. Um, and the funny part is, is early, about a year before they made this change to making an action RPG MMO style, there was a game called Tabula Rasa, which very few people remember, if any at all. Um, was an action MMO that lasted, I think, all of like 60 days before it shut down. Tabula Rasa? Rasa. Rasa. Yeah. And it was an action art MMO RPG. And it did not last. Really? It did not last. Because let me let me tell you this. It's one thing to be able to do a lot of RPG stuff. And it's one thing to be able to hit pause and do a lot of RPG stuff. Action RPGs and MMO just don't go together. They mm. don't. It's really hard Especially because you have a lot of environments that are not level. You have other players zooming in and around you, doing other things. And it makes it really difficult for you to aim, point, click, and do everything that you want to do all yeah. in one swoop. MMOs normally don't have that problem because you just hit one and it targets the next closest enemy and you do that. Right. Action RPGs, you have to actually do the clicking yourself. Okay, so it would be similar to like, um, I don't know, Uncharted or something that they were trying to emulate. Right, but instead of a controller, you have a keyboard and mouse. Okay. Not easy. And then you also have other players around you trying to do the same thing. Exactly. That would be really cluttered and awful. Yes, and it didn't work. Yeah. And overnight, when they released the third expansion, um, I think it was called Rise of Mustafar or whatever it Mustafar. was. Mustafar. Uh, which, if anybody remembers Star Wars, that's the planet where the famous scene, Don't do it, Anakin! Oh, okay. Uh, takes place. Um, and that was really all it was about. They were trying to, obviously, tie in the movie because... Obviously, it works so well to try to tie in the movies to make some more money. Yeah. It's a good idea. Horrible execution. Um, and overnight, the player base went to like 10%. Oof. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. <laughs> overnight. Like literally from the day before to the day after, you couldn't find anybody. It was like the game was abandoned. Damn. 
you know, I would sign in every day and I would go to, you know, there's typically a few places that I would go to, to power level, hang out, do certain things. And it was a different kind of culture with Star Wars Galaxies, you know, unlike most MMOs where you just, you can just go to a planet, just put in there looking for group and someone would just throw you an invite. Yeah. That was it. And that's how Star Wars Galaxies was. It was such an open environment where levels really didn't mean anything because of the way the leveling system worked. There was no really leveling system. I didn't get experience to, I don't need 2,500 experience to get from level six to level seven. That's not how Star Wars Galaxies worked. Okay. So no one really cared if they were all level, you know, 65 and you were level 42. They didn't really care because as long as you brought something different to the group, they didn't really care. So a lot of times since I played a lot of combat medic, I was invited even if I was a lower level than the rest of the group just because they needed a medic. Everybody wants a medic. Everybody needs a medic, and especially in an MMO, you definitely need a medic because in this game, there was no such thing as companions who followed you around to heal you. Okay. You actually had to do the healing yourself. Yeah, so that's one of my favorite things to interject about Swatter is that you have companions that, like, hang out in your group with you, and they're uh, AI-controlled, but they're pretty reliable. Like, they heal constantly. Absolutely. And when they go missing, like, if you have to send them out on a mission, you notice immediately. You're like, oh... I don't have health. Whoops. I'm and dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's what made Star Wars Galaxy so unique um, that Swatter took a little pieces here and there from, you know, one of the things that I think that's, that's different from Star Wars Galaxies to Swatter is a lot of it got dumbed down. This leveling system isn't as unique as it was. And, you know, I don't, I, I, a lot of people will go back and sit there and say, well, Star Wars Galaxies didn't come up with their system and they did an Ultima Online had the first system that they had Star Wars Galaxies really base yourself off of. What essentially that was is, you know, you have a specific type of gun that you use in your game, right? Yeah. Instead of saying your character got experience, you got experience using that type of gun. Okay. Yeah, I've seen... Okay, so this is kind of a thing that they do in um, a couple of games that we played before. I think Killing Floor did that, where you level up one gun at a time. Exactly, right. Yeah. Which is cool if you like want to specialize in that weapon. You're like, I only want to use the AK or whatever. And then right. you like max that shit out. Then you're like super good at AK, but you suck at rocket launchers. <laughs> right, exactly. And so Star Wars was very different in that perspective. And... No other MMO has really tried to go back to that same method because WoW said, forget all that jazz. I'm going to make a RPG that's like a typical RPG, like Final Fantasy or any of the other ones where you go from level one to level whatever the max is in this current expansion pack. Yeah. And it... For me, I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like being boxed in. I didn't like being said, well, if I'm going to be a warlock, I'm always a warlock in Star Wars Galaxies. If you're just done being a comic medic, you just dump all the stuff you learned and move on to something else. So you can completely, like, change class middle stride. Like... It didn't really matter. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. A lot of people... In fact, it encouraged it because, you know, in Star Wars Galaxies, they had a thing called badges. It's essentially what we call achievements nowadays. Like Girl Scouts. <laughs> right. <laughs> you would collect them like badges. And there's a lot of different things that you had to do in the game to earn badges. And they weren't easy. Some of them were really easy. Some were like, go visit this thing. Yeah. Some of them were like, go complete all these sets of missions. And some of these were like, in areas where if you were high enough level, you would just get just smoke before you even get close <laughs> to it. That's what made Star Wars Galaxies more unique than a lot of these other games. And, you know, I really think that, you know, wow, as good as it was, it really pioneered and got a lot of people into games that didn't previously before because it's such an easy game to get into. Yeah. It's point, click, done. It's very accessible. Uh, exactly. And that's what made WoW so successful is because it wasn't 
a game made for hardcore fanatics. It was made for the average consumer to come in and enjoy. Now, there's depth to it, for sure. Yeah. But that's what separated it, is the barrier to entry was so low compared to most MMOs. Yeah. And that's, you know, I get it. But the problem is, since then, a lot of MMOs have still done that. Nothing against Swatter. It took a lot of stuff that made Star Wars Galaxies great and really pared it down. But it still does a lot of those things that other MMOs still just don't get right. Yeah. One of the things is, you know, the customizations. You know, there's, I think, seven different or six different crafting classes you can have. Yeah. And... You know, you pretty much can make a lot of the things in the game that you can find. You know, whether it's stem packs or whether it's pieces of armor, whether it's ship armor, you can find it, you can make it yourself a lot of times. And that's something that's unique, but, you know, also that's unique about Star Wars Galaxies and Swatter is is that you have a place of your own. In Star Wars Galaxies and Swatter, you could have your own place. So in Star Wars Galaxies, you would literally buy a tract of plot, a plan. Like, you would go buy a house, the Dito house. And then you would go and move into a city. So if you knew a guild and your guild had enough power and you Uh had a mayor, you can found a city. That's so crazy to me that you could be a mayor. Yes, you absolutely could. And it was actually really important that you had a mayor. Yeah, I imagine. Because the mayor could allow you to do more things with your city. So you know how you fly to a planet, right? Yeah. In Star Wars Galaxy and Swatter. You fly to a planet and then you use like a little bikes to move around, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Before you go on, sorry. So in the subscription model, when you start, you don't you don't get a bike right away. Right. And when you're not a subscriber, you don't get the ability to sprint right away either. So you're literally walking around on your legs, your human legs or cyborg legs or whatever class you've chosen. And you just have to walk everywhere. (laughs) I was so when we were first getting into this game, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to really hate this if I have to walk everywhere. But, I mean, you soon get a, a mount. And, yeah, level 10, you get the ability to run. Yeah. And then level 20, you finally get your mount, which is really unique. I'm not sure. I, I understand that. Obviously, they want you to pay to play the game. And yeah. I, don't, I don't give they, them. They give you bars every step of the way. They're like, well, if you want to run, you got to pay us. Yeah, for sure. They really want to make you, make sure you do that. And I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, they got to make their money it's somehow. It's very Disney in that way. Well, I mean, you think about it this way. There's very few MMOs that are free-to-play, and if you look at the free-to-play ones, they're very similar in the amount of stuff locked behind. Yeah. They want, essentially, like, all the things that make the game easier to play, they remove that stuff. Yeah. Because that makes you want to subscribe to it. So right. I don't it's just like them. a quality-of-life thing. Exactly. Anything that's stuck behind quality-of-life, they're like, ha, 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 goodbye. Yeah. And I get it. <laughs> Money, I, please. Right. And so, in Star Wars Galaxies... To be able to move around on swoop bikes faster, right, yeah. from point A to point B. Otherwise, you can run it or take your own bike and go from point A to point B. No one really does that because it takes a long time, right? Yeah. In Star Wars Galaxies, there was no such thing as taking a bike from point A to point B. When you land on a planet, you landed at one of the major cities. Okay. So in Tatooine, there's two major cities. There's Mos Eisley. They may have been three, but there's Mos Eisley and Anchorhead, the ones I remember the most. Yeah. The only way to fast travel around that planet would be to take a shuttle to another city made by players. What? Yes. So the city had to be big enough with a good enough mayor to be able to afford to purchase the ability to put down and craft a shuttle. That's incredible. Yes. You had to you had 
you had to like really be a mayor, like plan your city. And yes, you did. And because you had to maximize where everything went and how everything went so that way you could actually craft a functional city. That's nuts. And player cities grew. I mean, they were everywhere. I mean, in most of the big planets, the whole thing was dotted with player cities all around. Yeah. And it was amazing. And so... You know, when you had a big enough guild, you would create your own city a lot of times. And you know, I was a part of a few. And it was always nice because it was always nice to be part of a guild who had a city because you could easily get to your house. Yeah. Because otherwise, you would have to put your house out in unincorporated territory. Oh, my God. And you would just have to fly to the closest one and then travel like two or three minutes to get to your house. This is a microcosm of America. Yes. <laughs> and like the transportation system in poor neighborhoods that don't have access to better shit. Right. It, it's Ugh. it's very similar to that. And it, it, was, it was nuts. And, you know, one of the things that I love the most about Star Wars Galaxies is just the customization of the house. Yeah. Everybody had a house. Yeah. So you were showing me this guy on YouTube that had um, like an incredibly detailed house where he, he'd put everything in his house. You said down to the very pixel. Yes. That's how you had to do it. It was a bunch of you put down the item, hopefully in the area that you thought that it was supposed to be in. And then you'd use essentially push commands to move it around a few pixels at a time to get it exactly the way you want it. And it was very time consuming. Yeah. I mean, very time consuming because what you thought would be right on target would be, it looked nice and then you would move up closer to it and it'd be like a foot off the wall and you'd be like, are you <laughs> kidding me? And then you would have to keep using push commands to try to get it just right. And a lot of times it was based on where your character was standing. Oh my God. So if your character was standing just right in front of it and you push to push it to w forward, it would push it closer to the wall. Yeah. But let's say you forgot and you moved closer to the wall. So you're now between the, you and the painting on the wall. You're pushing it now further away from the wall and you'd be like, <laughs> and it was very frustrating because it was no easy way of fixing that problem. God. So it took a lot of time and patience for a lot of people to do that. And, but the thing is, is because of that, People created crazy houses with a lot of trap rooms where trap you did trap rooms. Well, you didn't know because they would block it off with this giant painting, so you'd assume that's just on the wall, right? Yeah. And then you would walk right through the painting. What? And then all of a sudden you'd go through, and then all of a sudden like all the guild stuff was there. Oh my god! So people wouldn't find that stuff. So only the people inside the guild would be able to find it. That's so cool. Yeah, and it was. It's that's what Star Wars Galaxies was, and so I like the fact that in Star Wars and Swatter. They have strongholds that yeah. are fully customizable, and yes. you have a lot of stuff. The only problem is, is it's not it's not the greatest because a lot of it's stuck behind either play with cartel coins or you have to go through some crazy things to have to craft some of that stuff, and yes. you get one of those things. Yes, and inside this giant house that costs like ten million credits in game or whatever. Yeah. So it, it it's definitely more along the lines of you have to be an enthusiast to want to do that. Where before in Star Wars Galaxies, everybody had a house, everybody invested in their house to do certain things, and it led to this ginormous community of people with crazy stuff going on. Yeah, and it was fantastic. And so I appreciate that in Star in Swatter they they have at least a little bit of customization. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to go back into a, you know, MMO where there's literal player cities growing out of just the middle of Tatooine. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I had no idea they were like player built cities. That's nuts. Absolutely. I mean, 90% of the game was exactly that. And, you know, I remember fondly 
that you would just find people, find a guild, and then you would just go to the city, and then from the city you could invest in a whole bunch of stuff. So you could buy mission terminals, vendors, guild storehouses, and all different kinds of stuff just to make your city more different from the next city. Yeah. And, you know, if the city was good enough or your guild was good enough, you could invest in, like, a rebel base or an empire base inside the city. Yeah. That would help protect you. So... People can't raid you or anything like that. Or if they did, you could fight them. Yeah. And so that was part of what I remembered so fondly about Star Wars Galaxies is just the customization, the community. It was so focused on the creative versus a lot of times the game. It was crazy. Yeah. It sounds, you know, it kind of, to draw a comparison to what we're playing these days, it feels a lot like Animal Crossing almost. Yeah. Because there's a huge community online for, it's called No Fee AC, where you go and you like, you can say, I'm looking for, you know, this wall in this color. And someone would be like, I have that. I'll give it to you. And it just the, the level of customization that you can do to your house. It, it's not like you can walk behind a painting and have a cool guild room. But, <laughs> you know, you put you get into it what you put out. Right. You, for sure. Did I say that right? You, you put get, into it. You get out, out of it what, what you, you put, put in. in. You got it. <laughs> no, for sure. And I think that's what that's what I miss out of Star Wars Galaxies. It's something that I doubt will ever come back just because... The amount of server that yeah. that requires, I can't imagine having somebody do that nowadays. That and would be costly. That and the amount of creativity back in the day when, you know, this is early 2000s. I mean, there was a fair share of th- wrong things going in houses. <laughs> but it <laughs> wasn't... Torture dungeon behind this it, painting. It wasn't, it wasn't by far like the most absolute thing like you weren't seeing every single house you'd walk into see you'd be like oh i should not have come in here star wars sex swing right that doesn't happen um but i can only imagine nowadays with trolls and people who think that they're funny would try to do that and i i can only imagine that's probably why a lot of it just doesn't exist nowadays yeah um and that's just shame on all of us really for making that happen (laughs) shame on you humanity um but it is what it is but i appreciate swatter for the fact that it does that but one of the things that will go down is but one of the most controversial things that ever happened that's really part of the thing that killed star wars galaxies is if you knew anything about star wars galaxies versus swatter so you know how in swatter there's eight classes right yeah four four main classes and two subclasses per each right yeah the thing is, is Swatter, if you can choose to basically either have a pistol or you can have a lightsaber, right? Yeah. You That wasn't a choice in Star Wars Galaxies. Oh. You could not be a Jedi. What? You could not just select, I want to be a Jedi. That's like what people go to Star Wars for. So you could become a Jedi. Okay. But you could not start off as a Jedi. You actually had to go through a convoluted process... To even get to even becoming to start the process of becoming a Jedi. And then once you became a Jedi, it took, I mean, and I'm not, I'm being very serious when I say years of grinding. Oh my God. To be a full-fledged Jedi wearing and having a lightsaber and wearing Jedi robes. Why? Because to be honest, I mean, they wanted to be like the actual Star's Galaxies where yeah. there wasn't Jedi walking around, right? I guess. Yeah, I see. So Jedi became more like a status symbol rather than a class? It was a rare day in Star Wars Galaxies you ran into a Jedi. It was a rare day. Weird. You 
I created a Jedi after having played for like two years because I had to look it up. I had to figure out how to become a Jedi because yeah. they don't just say, oh, this is how you do it. Yeah. You had to use friends, knowledge, friends of friends who knew of a Jedi and talk to that Jedi. <laughs> or you had to go and buy books. This is back in the day of early 2000s where there was no such thing as a walkthrough to become a Jedi for Star Wars Galaxies mm. back in 2001, 2002. Yeah. So you actually had to know somebody or buy the book to try to figure out how to become a Jedi. And it took forever. You really had... And that's where, you know, you had people investing in this is how I'm going to become... Yeah. I want to become a Jedi. Because to become a Jedi, you had to basically give up everything you've done in the game and become a Jedi. Ugh. And it was it was painstaking. A lot of people just didn't do it because it, it, was, it was not easy. Yeah. And then the last expansion for star wars galaxies you could just start off the you could start off by being a jedi that so so they they, they added it at the end there they yeah. were just like oh by the way now you can become a jedi after these people have worked for years for it yeah just click it just be a jedi i'm sure that caused a lot of the jedis who like worked for years for it to just kind of rage quit yes because that's kind of what i would do i feel yeah i mean just imagine if there's this really hard to unlock character or class in a game that you love. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, after years and years of trying to get to it, well, let's say you know there was a character in Overwatch that could only be unlocked if you played for a thousand hours and get X amount of kills or get X rank in ranked. It's right? like getting golden guns. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, somebody could just purchase it. Ah. <laughs> How pissed would you be? <laughs> that. Ah. What a what a decision. Oh my god. I can't believe they actually did that. Yeah. I trust me. Having been through it and having been a Jedi <laughs> and watching it all of a sudden happen, I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and that's the end of my fun. Click goodbye. <laughs> and that was it. Um, so for Star Wars, The Old Republic, it, they had to really go through a lot of stuff. They really, really did go back and listen to Star Wars Galaxies. They add a lot of stuff in. And they, of course, took a lot from WoW. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I can't blame anybody at all for using WoW as a kind of a template. Yeah. But it's frustrating for sure. Um, you know, I, I hope that eventually somebody will go back to, you know, a similar system to Star Wars Galaxies. But, you know, Swatter is still a fun game. The, I really like Swatter. The amount of time they spent on the classes, the voice dialogue. I mean, every single time you go to do a single quest, you come across another famous voice actor. You're like, yes. I know, I know this person. I know. <laughs> like your companion, you, your cat dude that we got. We were both like... Who is that? Look it up. Timothy fucking Odmanson? Yeah. Excuse me? Catboy Timothy Odmanson? I didn't expect to see you here, but all right. Did not. Um, but it's great. I think that's fantastic. You know, they, very few MMOs focus in on their storyline individually for the classes. There's no yeah. such thing. Um, I mean, Star Wars really understood that, you know, what made KOTOR really great, both of the games, was its story. Yeah. And they really said, well, let's focus in on that. And I, I find it fantastic. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good, nice, easy thing to get along with. And it's not convoluted, but it's not super basic. Yeah, like, I really care about my character. Like, whenever, when I was going into it, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a smuggler, I guess. And I didn't really care which of the classes I was. I was just like, I'm just going to be this one. And to, to go through the story, we've done maybe, what, 40 hours of play so far? Yeah, I'd say so. And we're how far into the story? I would say maybe a quarter or a third. Yeah, there's so much, like, lore packed into these little characters. I care about my character so much right now. <laughs> like, she's she's my little daughter. I want to hold her in my arms and just let her know everything's going to be okay. <laughs> like, 
I want to see her succeed. Yeah. And you took it very personally when that Solston died. Yes. In that last class. Uh, I'm still mad about that. Like, I thought I was going to get this dude as a, compa- as a companion. He was a cute little Solston fishman alien. And then he fucking died in my mission. And I just about burst into tears. <laughs> Uh, and that I think that speaks to what makes Star Wars: The Old Republic so great is you know even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you can invest time into it. I think anybody can have fun with it. I think a lot of people have to go in with an open mind. I yeah. think it helps that you haven't played MMOs. I think right. a lot of people who have played other MMOs will realize this is very different from any other MMO based off how it plays itself, plays itself out. And I know that it's going to make a lot of people frustrated for that reason. And I think it's really hard, especially if you played WoW and really loved WoW. Like I know my friends and family try to do that. They played WoW and they loved WoW and they came to try to play Star Wars The Old Republic and they hated it. Because it's different. Yeah, it's different. I mean, like you said, I have nothing to compare it to. I have no template in my mind that says this is how an MMO should be. So going in bare bones, I love this game. I adore it. There's stuff in there that you didn't, I wouldn't expect to find in there, like the ship missions. It's basically Star Fox, but a (laughs) mini game. For sure. And I think that's definitely what makes Star Wars The Old Republic a definitely try, especially considering they made it a lot easier now. Anybody can pick it up on Steam and try it for free. Up until level 20, you can level up normally, and you won't have any issues with it whatsoever. After level 20... I don't know about no issues. Well, I mean, there, there, <laughs> there's definitely issues. You will have to walk everywhere for 10 levels. But I think, especially if you have somebody you can play it with or try it with, I think it's definitely something worth trying because once you fall in love with the game, you can easily fall in love with the game. Yeah. Because there's so much to do. So much to have fun with. And I think that's something that's good about all MMOs is that it allows us to interact with each other, especially on a day-to-day basis that doesn't exist right now, especially with COVID. Yeah. Um, I think that's obviously something that I would suggest anybody trying is uh, Swatter at this point. I agree. Uh, if any of you listeners out there in Podland, my Yimtopers, my Yimtopiary, if you will, if any of you guys are in Swatter and you're looking for a guild, we're also looking for a guild, and I want to be your <laughs> friend, so please, let's join up. We need four people, apparently. Yeah, so two of you, get on this. So, I had a dream the other day <laughs> that you and I started a podcast <laughs> about mascots. Of all the weird things. I don't know why, because, I mean, I don't, I don't even like mascots. So You hate mascots. Let's I, not undersell this. Here's the thing. I, okay, I like the idea of a mascot. <laughs> The execution always fails. Well, I mean, I don't think it's the execution as much as you just have this unnecessary fear of people inside of costumes. I don't like it. It gives me, like, fight or flight instantly. Like, I I see a mascot coming down the hall and it freaks me out. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we've gone to a game, whether it be, you know, Scrappy at UNT, (laughs) whether it's um, Victory Green at at a Stars game. As soon as one gets close. I don't like it. You grab me and panic so hard. I have no idea what makes you so interested in them, but also hate them at the same time. I like mascots from afar. Like, I will observe mascots. (laughs) When I woke up from this dream, I was like, I want to research mascots now. So I went on like a little deep dive in Google and uh, I found out that there's a mascot hall of fame, Yeah, which I did not know. (laughs) It was founded in 2005, but they didn't open like a physical museum until 2018. So I want you to guess who founded it. I mean, my guess would have been somebody, the San Diego chicken, right? 
Okay, so you don't know about the San Diego chicken. <laughs> okay, so the Padres um, have a chicken as a weird chicken mascot. Okay. Well, hat. He's like no... a like a, like a physical chicken. No, like, no, 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 no. Like a man in a chicken costume chicken. <laughs> a man in a chicken costume chicken. Um. And he was very famous. Okay. I would have assumed it would have been him. Okay. Because he is extremely famous for being, like, one of the biggest mascots in sports before, you know, they kind of retired him. As all they do, all mascots eventually you have to retire, especially ones that look crazy. The most famous mascot, I would argue... Is the Philly Fanatic. For sure. Everyone knows the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> well, you would hope. The Anybody... weird green thing. I don't know what he is. He's green, right? Yeah. Yeah. The The irony is Boston has the green monster, which is a giant wall, but the actual green monster is in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy in the costume of the Philly Fanatic founded the Mascot Hall of Fame and was also the first inductee, which I feel like is a little self-serving. You know, I, I don't blame him because, you know, a lot of people consider that to be like the primo mascot because everyone remembers the Philly Fanatic. Yeah. I mean, I just told you about the San Diego chicken and you're like... <laughs> who the fuck is that? <laughs> exactly. So I can understand that. Like, okay. You know, anybody who knows anything about mascots always remembers the Philly Fanatic, especially because it rolls off the tongue. Right? Yeah, it does. The San Diego chicken does not. No, the San Diego chicken. Why? Look at him up. Yeah, I'm going to look him up, actually. Take a look at the San Diego chicken. But he's he's famous. I'm pretty sure he's been retired. Chicken mascot. Oh, oh, I hate him. (laughs) So, and and he's he's very famous. um, But, you know... Nobody really remembers him as much as they do the Philly Fanatic. Why do they call him the KGB Chicken? I, you know, I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know about that. But, you know, he's... I he mean, looks so sad. <laughs> Why are his eyes like that? I think he was made in, like, the 60s or 70s. He's he's, he's very goofy looking, I'll say. He looks say. really disappointed. Uh, the, big, the big chicken man, the KGB Chicken, is not in the Mascot Hall of Fame. Yeah, which is really surprising to me. But maybe this, uh, considering he's also a baseball, he's from the San Diego Padres. Maybe they just have a beef and they just aren't going to invite him into it. Maybe. <laughs> is Mr. Know. Met in here? Yes. Okay, okay. so I want to talk about Mr. Met. I hate him. <laughs> what? Why? I want you to guess what his species is, because each one of these mascots has their species listed. I want you to guess what Mr. Met is. So let me describe him for the listeners who don't know. Mr. Met is like a man with the hamburger helper hands for hands. And then also his head is a baseball. <laughs> Wait, does he only have three fingers on his hand? Yes. Three oh, fingers no. and a thumb. It looks like the hamburger helper mate guy. So he's a, he's a, a Simpson, right? He's got the four fingers. A Simpson. <laughs> he's not yellow. <laughs> Uh, so his official species, as listed by the Mascot Hall of Fame, is spheroid humanoid. Is that the, also the term for what Taft was when he died? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, these species names are really wild, though. So we've got um, Big Red, who's... I love I love his induction Hall of Famer picture here because he's like Grimace, but if he was red and also had a Canadian mouth from <laughs> South Park... <laughs> And then in this photo, his mouth is gaping open and there's a cat inside. Because why not? Like a real a real cat. Does he eat cats? I hope not. Like Alf. <laughs> I think he's at the ASPCA or something here because he's standing in front of a cat picture. That's very true. But his, uh, his breed or species, he is a bluegrass blob. <laughs> it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Just went off. Um, another one of these mascots that I super love is Bucky. 
he's he's got a real flat head like his his head has got to be five feet in diameter i don't understand he's he's a badger yes okay yeah, wisconsin badgers so you would think that his species perhaps might be listed as the badger badger what is it it is how unforgettable exclamation <laughs> point and that's fur f-u-r oh no oh you, yes. that was so easy you just <laughs> toss in badger and you would have been just fine but now you want to know what else would have been easy so clutch the bear his uh-huh. name his is, name contains his species what do, you, think. what do you think his species is i don't i i'm now terrified of what this could possibly be bear and grin it mm, mm. not grin and bear it bear and grin it <laughs> I don't understand what they were going for. Nothing good. That's that's unfortunate in so many ways. Perhaps the most ominous is this uh, just a man in a gorilla mask. Um, he's just called the gorilla. He's for the suns. I don't know what suns that the is. Phoenix suns. The Phoenix suns. Yeah, he he's amazing on the basketball court. Is he? Yes. <laughs> Can he slam dunk? Yes. All right. He takes off from like three point line. And we'll hit a trampoline and do like five flips in the air. Oh and slam. I love mascots that can do a stunt. Because <laughs> him and um, I think it's Benny the Bear or Benny the Bull. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's also in the mascot hall of for fame. For sure. They both took off in about the 90s um, just doing stunts. Okay. And they're both well known for their stunts. I mean, you can see Benny's um, photo there is him slam dunking a ball. Yes. So um, the gorilla is well, well known for his antics and being able to slam dunk and do crazy stuff. Well, his ominous species is primate and then in parentheses, sort of, dot, dot, dot. What do they mean? Because even humans are subspecies of primates, so... <laughs> What part of him isn't primate? I don't know. What part isn't... That's not good. Part primate. Part machine. <laughs> Cyborg primate. I'm confused and dissatisfied. Yeah. Um, <laughs> confused and dissatisfied pretty much describes my idea towards Lil Red. This horrified... <laughs> this inflatable human. <laughs> yes. Why did they do that to him? This is Nebraska. He's just an inflatable boy. Like a little boy in a backwards cap, but inflated. You know those T-Rex costumes that are inflated? It's yeah. like that, but instead extremely more disappointing and about corn. <laughs> so, okay, so what does corn have to do with this guy? Because He's his, a corn husker. Okay, his species, husker sapiens. <laughs> now, see, that's just cute. That's Nebraska. Okay. All right. So I guess that makes a little bit of sense. Um... <laughs> We've also got uh, UD, who is a, a pretty standard mascot, honestly. He's kind of cute as far as mascots go. He's like a basic bird shape. Right. He's got the top knot. He's got a cute <laughs> little beak. He's happy. His eyes are not soulless. Um, his species is blue bird. That's blue space bird, but not blue bird. One word. Isn't that the name of the University of Delaware? Like, aren't they the University of Delaware bluebirds? Perhaps. But like, I don't think that the bluebirds. No, I think they're with the, one word though. Are they? Yes. <laughs> that makes even less sense. University of what was it, Delaware? Delaware, the home of the fighting Joe Flacco's. Is that where Joe Flacco's from? Yes. Oh man. So University of Delaware. That's why they call him UD because that's you know U of D. Yeah. Show me your mascot fighting blue hens. Blue hens. That's what they so are. He's not a hen. So why isn't it the blue hen? Why do they call him a blue bird? Shouldn't it be know. a blue hen? He should be. What then doesn't make any sense at all? None at all. <laughs> um, our friend Tommy Hawk here is uh, 
the mascot for the Chicago Blackhawks. He looks like he dropped acid. He, he, he looks like he's about to stab somebody. <laughs> it looks like you made a wrong turn yeah. down the wrong bowling alley. I don't like this picture of him. I feel threatened. Like the way he's standing. It looks like he's about to come at me. Um, his species, bird of play. Okay. Yeah. And then there's like a bunch of mascots that are in the vein of the Philly Fanatic. They're not real animals. They're just like things. Yeah. So Philly Fanatic, do you know what his species is considered? Martian. I can only imagine. I thought he might be a Martian because he looks a lot like Victor E. Green, who's right. the, the Dallas Stars mascot. And his thing is that he's like a hockey themed alien with hockey sticks for antenna. And he's like in his biography, it says he's from a galaxy far, far away. Right. Uh, the Philly Fanatic, however, is... A Darwin experiment gone wrong. So, a... <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> the Darwin Award is when people accidentally do something stupid and kill themselves. Right, but like Charles How? Darwin? Right, like, so did he just... This is what happened when Darwin bred, like, one of his turtles with something else? Or <laughs> he didn't breed anything, he was just, like... He watched things. This so Darwin's monster. <laughs> what did Darwin do? I don't know. Evolution led us to the Philly fanatic. I'm done with evolution. I'm out. Take me away, guys. It's not <laughs> happening. This is this is this is where we go. But in the line of evolution, we have here Mr. Slider. Um, he is for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Which, you know, they definitely don't want to have, you know, a human be, you know, the mascot for the Cleveland Indians. Please, no. I've seen <laughs> so many horribly racist mascots gone wrong. Oh, I'm sure. But no, so the Slider Man here, uh, he's like a pink dude with yellow splotches all over him. And he's got like a f- furry yellow wig for a nose. Um, but as it turns out, he is the missing link. We found him, folks. Evolution complete. It's <laughs> the stupidest thing. Yeah, so uh, those are my favorite species of mascots from the Mascot Hall of Fame. I really want to go here. It's um, in is Indiana. It yeah, it's a physical building. We can go to it. It's wow. more of like a children's interactive museum, I think. I'm not surprised. I really hope the actual mascots are not there. Oh, I hope they are. I don't want to be there they if they are. Well, let me tell you the story behind one of the best mascots of all time. Okay. So, and I just learned about him today because I was like, why not? Let's just look up some mascots. Most people consider like mascots like an American thing, right? Pretty much, yeah. Except for like Japan where everything has a mascot. Yes, for sure. But like when you're talking about sports, most like, like America had invented the mascot. Like the word, the term mascot's French, but the actual mascot was started in America because that's what we do. We do stupid stuff. (laughs) Well, it's eventually bled over to other places around the world and it's eventually bled into well of all the things scotland okay there is a there's a soccer club called partick thistle and i'm glad you see him <laughs> i looked this up earlier <laughs> what the hell is that i hate it so much what the hell is this thing i don't know he it's is he supposed to be the sun he's the thistle it's we, oh okay, so he's so the sun is on their badge that's uh, the thistle i think in partic thistle right okay but his name i believe is thistle and he looks like the sun in mario yes. and he's in parappa the rapper mix <laughs> Like, that's exactly what he reminds me of. Like, everybody, anybody who's played Parappa the Rappa has seen how crazy those graphics look. And now apply it to the son in Mario and have him release on a soccer field and you will hate yourself. That's the most accurate description you could come up with. (laughs) 
whoever came up with this design is both brilliant and deserves to be in a dungeon for the rest of their life. Oh, man. He's the worst. It is genuinely horrifying. And I've seen pictures where he's had a mustache, too. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but whoever came up with this, I... I applaud them for hating mascots. Yeah. This is definitely the work of someone in marketing who's like, I'm not doing a stupid mascot. Because there's two types of mascots. There's a mascot that's for children, right? To uh -huh. draw children and then keep them entertained while the parents watch the football game, soccer game, whatever. Yeah. And then there's the ones that are about tradition. So okay. There's two ways about it. Typically, high school and college have the mascots that are about tradition. Now, yeah. it doesn't stop, you know, from Big Red existing, right? But, you know, there's Bevo. Yes. And the Schooner. Okay, so like and, actual physical mascots. Right. And uh, I think it's Handsome Dave, the... Handsome Dave? Handsome Dan, I believe. It's the bulldog for the Yale. Oh, okay. Like a little doggy. Right. And so you have those that are just about tradition, about passion, you know, makes you excited to be a part of tradition, right? Yeah. I can only assume that the man who was asked in the marketing department to come up with that <laughs> was so mad. He was like, oh, I'm going to make you regret this. <laughs> this is neither tradition nor friendly. <laughs> I am going to make sure there is no kids in the stands ever. <laughs> there is a picture of the sun chasing kids. I can only imagine. That has to be what they decidedly wanted to do. Oh, man. But why would you invent that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> at that point, you just fire the guy, yeah. say enough's enough, and we're just not going to have a mascot before we release Thistle on the world. <laughs> I do love rejected mascots. Like, there was one for um, the Columbus Blue Jackets for a time. This is kind of one of the traditional ones. So they fire a cannon every time they score a goal. Right. And they were like, why don't we make a cannon mascot? Because the cannon's not good enough. Right. Let's get an anthropomorphic cannon up in this. So oh, they get God. this, like big gray cylinder dude upright and uh -huh. they stick a mustache on him uh -huh. and then they put these big round wheels around his hips yeah and i just want you guys to imagine a big round wheeled upright cannon he, he looks like a dick the whole thing is <laughs> extremely phallic I'm, I'm i'm glad they decided not to have him actually shoot something out of his top oh because just imagine? imagine what if he was a t-shirt cannon oh, that would be the coolest thing ever like a mascot that's also a t-shirt cannon <laughs> <laughs> you that would not that would not have played well online i don't think probably not but you know at, at least I, you know, one of the best things that's coming out of mascots nowadays is that people are getting silly with it, as yeah. you can see with Thistle and, you know, Gritty. Yes. You, you know, can't talk about mascots without talking about Gritty. And I think for Gritty's perspective, as much as as stupid as he looks, <laughs> I give it to Philly for at least, one, adopting it, but two, giving Gritty, you know, an actual charisma. Is and charisma person, the right word? And a personality, because... <laughs> He's great. He, he is great. Yes. He's fantastic. I can't argue with that. I hate Philadelphia. I hate the Flyers. Yes. Gritty's amazing. Yeah. So the Flyers, um, when they were creating Gritty, they wanted to make somebody that you would high five, but not hug, according to their spokesperson. I don't know if I would high five Gritty ever. Like, I don't want to be near that guy. Well, you don't want to be near any mascot. But in particularly Gritty. Like, <laughs> and his eyes going everywhere. He looks like he just freshly did two lines. like And dropped acid. There's yes. no way around that. Yeah, so in Gritty's first on-ice appearance, he's uh, famous for coming out onto the ice and firing t-shirts out of a t-shirt cannon and then immediately falling down and eating it. <laughs> 
And they were like, okay, this mascot kind of sucks. But then in his second appearance, he came out between periods. They do like goalie races and stuff on the ice. Yeah. So contestants like from the audience come out and race around. Gritty was body checking these contestants, like giving them a run for their money. And then he gets a t-shirt cannon and starts firing at them and hit a flyer staff member. <laughs> so that just kind of birthed Gritty's whole shtick, I think. is just him being... A little bit of a loose cannon, if you will. <laughs> so, yeah, Gritty's horrifying. There's currently a billboard on um, Toronto's highway For sure. <laughs> on the way to the Scotiabank Arena where they're holding the playoffs. And it's just Gritty, like, peeking out from the billboard. And it says, every shot you take, every save you make, I'll be watching you. Which is just terrifying. Uh. Thank you, Gritty, for all you've brought to mascots. I do have a mascot trivia question for you. Okay. So Hit me. Who is the first league-switching mascot in Major League Sports history? League-switching? Yeah. Like he went from one sport to another? Yeah. I have no idea. Probably first and only, I would guess. I don't... Well, I mean, there are are some owners who own, you know, teams in other sports. Yeah. So I assume that's probably what happened? Maybe. I have no idea. His name is Yuppie. Yuppie. Which is Yippie in French. He was the Montreal Expos... Mascot. Oh, that makes sense. Did they get oh, defunct? It's so sad. No, they. Well, yeah. so Montreal and the Expos were actually a decent team. Yeah. For most of their existence, they got really good in the '90s, and then Montreal wasn't willing to pay for them to stay. So oh, boo. Yeah. So um, most teams will go. They'll pay like a percentage of the stadium, and they'll ask the city to pay for the rest to keep the team in the city. Okay. Montreal told the Expose, you can go F yourself, and they left. All right. And now they're the Washington Nationals, who just won the World Series last year. Oh, dang. They never won the World Series while they were the Expos. That's so sad. <laughs> well, Yuppie was not, um, he didn't stay with whoever the, the next baseball team was. Because well, it would be really awkward for him to go from French-speaking Yippie <laughs> to going down to Washington, D.C. I don't think they would have taken to him. Probably not. So he's now... Uh, Still in Montreal, cheering for the Canadians hockey team. That's Canadians to you. Canadians. The Habs. <laughs> I don't know. Mascots, uh, they really freak me out, man. I just don't like them. <laughs> I think they're amazing. I think the people who are in them are amazing, and I really think they should be paid more. Are they not paid well? I doubt it. I mean, if they're paid anything like the cheerleaders, it's oh. not great. Yeah, that's true. Considering, I can't imagine being, you know, especially like if you're one for baseball or one for football. Yeah. How hot it is in those. I can't even imagine. They're, they're probably air conditioned. Like they have a little fan in there. Oh, I'd hope so. But even still. Yeah. And they're out there like doing stunts, like you said. Yeah. They're doing stuff. At least like for the NBA, it's in an indoor air conditioned location. Like, yeah. I get that. That's cool. But. Man, I'd hate to be like, I really would hate to be like an NFL or MLB mascot because that is, especially in the deep south, like 100 oh. degree weather. Yeah. There's no amount of fans Forget in a that. like 30 pound outfit that's going to save you. <laughs> you're going to lose 10 pounds of water weight every game. Yeah. And you can't take the head off to go chug water because you're going to scare the children. Right. You're told you got to, st- once you're in, you're in. You're in that mascot. Like, that's it. You're you in are it. the mascot. You are you know, become I think mascot. there was a, a mascot last year who was fired because he took off his hat n- near a ch- uh, his helmet yeah his head yeah near children and it's it, that's the no-no you can't do that so he was fired and i was like dude that stinks. that's messed up right 
Just imagine your job. You can't drink while on the job. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Well, that's all we have time for today, folks. But please tell your friends about us. Help us grow this audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. We release weekly every Monday. If you have a second to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, that helps us so much. It really does. Also, while you're out there on the internet, you can find us and friend us on social media. We are at YMBTOAP on Twitter and Instagram. Remember, that stands for You Must Be Thinking of Another Podcast. Be sure to like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our channels on both YouTube and Twitch. If you subscribe on Twitch, hit that little bell so that you know when we go live, because sometimes we just feel a little frisky. Maybe we'll play Lucio Ball next week or something, because it's up, and I'm bad at it, and I want you guys to see how terrible I play. Robert's really good at it, though. Um, you can email us at yimtope at gmail.com. We want your listener mail. I want you guys to tell me your opinion on mascots. Do you feel like they're terrible and you want to hide from them? Because I don't like them. And as we go out, our theme song is The Green Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. As always, thank you for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Why is Kelsey so very terrified of mascots? sound we wanted you to hear don't forget to subscribe us subscribe us subscribe us <laughs> please subscribe us a lot of things can happen if you just subscribe us